Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Your official station to talk jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. And just like that, <laughs> it's a football Friday on the fan. Okay, so let's talk about the Giants a little bit. Keith McPherson on the fan, your nighttime host. This is my last little two hours for the week. And then, uh, you know, I got to give my wife some time on a Friday night. I don't see my wife because I work the night shift. And uh, when I go home tonight, I'll have to creep in the house at like 3 in the morning and brush my teeth, wash my face, go to sleep, not wake up her, the baby, or the cat, or everybody will hate me. And then uh, they'll start moving around, making noise when the sun comes up. And uh, I, I usually get up to lend a helping hand, or my wife will tell me, no, you rest, stay, I've got it. And then my wife will go off to work, and then I'll get up and, you know, so uh, I'm off. Later tonight, you will not hear me on after the Brooklyn Nets game. So we'll talk Giants. We'll talk Jets. I'll give you some picks. I'll give you my thoughts. I'll take your calls. Uh, If you want to talk about the Rangers, the Rangers keep on rolling. We could do that. If you want to talk about the hot stove with the Yankees, of course, we could do that. If you want to talk Pete Alonzo, uh, his trade destinations, David Stearns, is he going to do it? Of course, we can do that. And, uh, you know, Thursday night football, I don't think too many people are going to want to talk about. But speaking of Thursday night football, with the Bears getting that win, ESPN flashed the odds out in the newsroom, and I took a picture of it, and it said, best chance at the number one pick. So right now, the Bears, via Panthers pick, I'm telling you the Panthers lost that trade. It's, it's not even close. 40% chance for the Bears to have the number one pick. The Cardinals have a 29% chance to have the number one pick. The Giants have a 24% chance to have the number one pick. And then I just saw Connor Hughes. Shout out to Connor Hughes. I got to have him back on, fellow Monmouth University alum. He tweets, the Giants would pick number three if the NFL draft were held today because the Bears just beat the Panthers. A victory by the Cardinals playing the Falcons and a loss by the Giants playing the Cowboys would move the Giants up to second. Reminder, Kyler Murray is back for Arizona this week. And Kyler Murray's talking like, hey, we're not that bad of a team. We do have a chance. And uh, I just mentioned Kyler Murray because we saw the other um, Pee Wee football 
player uh, at quarterback, number one overall pick, Bryce Young play. I don't know why you would use a number one overall pick on a small quarterback in this day and age in the NFL, but it is what it is. The Giants won't be doing that. Are the Giants going to take Drake May at number three? Or are they trying to get Caleb Williams or maybe J.J. McCarthy or Penix or whatever? I don't know. Giants fans, call me up. Tell me what you think. I know you just heard Wink Martindale speak on uh, Xavier McKinney, right? So with all the other things going on this week, the tanking, the draft status, uh, Tommy DeVito getting his first start, me mentioning that you're without Leonard Williams now, you're without Darren Waller now, you're without some other pieces. We'll go through the injury report and who we're expecting to play. You know, Xavier McKinney speaking out like he did, it ruffles some feathers, and now you got a little bit of turmoil, and uh, Wink said it hurts the locker room. So there you go. Yeah, with all those things said, the Giants are going to fly to Fort Worth and uh, walk into Jerry World and beat Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, uh, Dak Prescott, C.D. Lamb. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with Deron Bland, but when Trayvon Diggs went down, Trayvon Diggs in the first couple games of the year was playing like the best corner in the NFL. Well, Darren Bland has stepped up and played just as well. He's got a 37.0 passer rating. That's the second lowest passer rating allowed by cornerbacks. Minimum 25 targets entering week 10 in the NFL. He's one of the best corners in the NFL. So, Tommy DeVito, who are you throwing to? Darius Slayton, Jalen Hyatt, Wandale Robinson, Stephon Gilmore, future Hall of Famer, is also on the other side of the ball. And Micah Parsons, I mentioned, Micah Parsons is second in the league in pressures. I was looking at uh, Max Crosby stuff today because you Jets fans, I don't know if you realize Max Crosby is inevitable. And Sack Wilson, he's going to get introduced to Max Crosby. And the pressure leaders after week nine, Max Crosby is number one at 53. Micah Parsons is number two at 49. And they double team Michael Parsons on every play. So is that what the Giants are going to do? They're going to double-team Michael Parson? Michael Parson? Well, well, we'll see. Let's take some calls. Young Josh is in Passaic. Young Josh, you're on the fan. Hey, Keith. How you doing? Good, man. Got a little uh, two-hour show here to talk, you know, football, sports, whatever. First of all, I say, I don't they, – they said before, like, the year that not every team has to play Thursday night football. So I don't understand why the Bears are playing two games of Thursday night football. Nobody wants to see this. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I think they thought the Bears were going to be better this year. People were talking about Justin Fields being an MVP candidate. I don't know. I feel like you haven't played against the Commanders and Panthers, but I guess people thought the Panthers would be better. You're looking pretty bad for the Panthers right now. But honestly, the Giants, is a lot of times you have, let's say, a team that's favored a lot. You could call it a trap game. I don't even think this could qualify as a trap game. There's no chance. This is a get-right game. This is a get-right game for the Dallas Cowboys, who had a letdown last week. Uh, they they played a game against the Eagles that they know they could have won, should have won late, and now they have a stretch of games against the Giants, the Panthers, the Commanders, and the Seahawks before they face the Eagles again. And this is week one of them trying to get right, and they are looking at the Giants like they always look at the Giants. They don't lose to the Giants. The Cowboys sweep the Giants. Go back, and it doesn't matter if it's uh, Daniel Jones at quarterback, if it's Eli Manning at quarterback. Like The, the Cowboys beat the Giants pretty consistently and uh I don't think Tommy DeVito is, is going in there and getting a win. So 
he do think uh, that they're going to lose by the same much they did in week one, or the Giants are going to manage to not lose by 40? Well, that game was a ridiculous game. I was at that game, and I, I mean, the point swing right away, I'm like, this is incredible. You never see a block kick return for a touchdown, then an interception returned, and no, I don't know if it's going to be a 40 nothing blowout, but that spread was at 16-and-a-half, and I think Dallas can beat them by 20. Uh, I remember being on air and thinking that the Dallas Cowboys might have trouble trouble with the Rams, and the Rams were uh, plus 7. Cowboys were you know minus 7 at home against the Rams, and they put 43 on the Rams. Their offense has gotten better over these last couple weeks. Uh, CeeDee Lamb went from like not getting enough targets against the 49ers to now being like the fifth best receiver in the league. Uh, they're throwing the ball to guys like Jalen Tolbert. They're spreading the ball around. The Cowboys run game is not there, but it doesn't need to be there to beat the Giants. Like I, I think they're going to be able to move the ball. And then I don't know if the Giants are going to be able to consistently move. They're going to try and run Saquon, I guess. But with Tommy DeVito against the Cowboys defense, with their with their defensive line and their DBs, they, they wouldn't let this kid throw the ball against the Jets. It's going to be a similar type of defense this week in Dallas. We'll see. Keith, what do you think happened to George Pickens this week? Do you think he gets back on track? I, I, I'm like, I want to bench him, but at the same time, I know that... I think they're going to try to get him a touchdown or something. Yeah, Mike Tomlin is behind him. Najee Harris spoke about it. I don't think that they're mad at him for the, the antics on Instagram and even like walking off the field when Deontay Johnson scored. I think I have him in two leagues. I think I'm going to sit him in one and play him in the other. And, uh, they, I mean, they're playing Minnesota. They're, I, think I, I think I need to start him now with T. Higgins. Or they're playing I, Green Bay. I don't know why I said Minnesota. Um, they're playing Green Bay. Thanks for that, Colton. They're playing Green Bay. Green Bay's not good. They've they've been off since Thursday night football. Last week, Steelers have had time to rest. I think they're coming out firing. And uh, this will be the second week that Matt, Matt Canada is you know on the field. So I think they're going to try and target Pickens. They're going to try and... They're gonna try and please him, right? They're gonna try and get him in, you know, you know, back uh, bought in because they need that kid the rest of the season. They better because T. Higgins is not gonna play this week. I, mean, I thought it was great that I was able to buy him so low with just giving up a she Rice, Jalen Warren. I remember you calling me about that trade, back. and I'm like, ah, uh, I don't. I, well, starting to look good. He looked like not not the obviously he's not the receiver one, but he looked like he's getting back on track, especially yeah. against the Bills, and now he's having this little setback Cause, now because Burrow is healthy, but. He's not healthy, so we'll see. Uh, you still have a few weeks left. For me, I have I have a, I have one fantasy team that is miserable, two and seven. Um, but this is like make or break time in a lot of fantasy leagues. Is week ten, and in four or five weeks is playoffs. He also and the Devils stretches me point right without check. You see how they do because of the Avalanche. They kind of like lost it towards the end of the game. They have before they play the Rangers. They have a few easy games. The Capitals game. No, they lost last time, but the Cavs are not a good team. Just no easy get games. I, I don't know. I wouldn't say that these are easy games. Uh, they they have to handle business today at the Rock and then go to Winnipeg, definitely beat the Jets, go to Pittsburgh, beat the Penguins. If they and can they get, better beat the Rangers. If they can get three in a row, they'll feel good coming home to face the Rangers next Saturday. I might try and pull up to that game. I don't know. Man, nobody can beat them. And Keith, thanks for taking my coffee tonight. Thanks for the call, Josh. Yeah, the Rangers, I don't I don't know. Um, I had eyes on that for a little bit, but uh, the Rangers keep rolling. They're a good team. They scored three goals in the third period to beat the Wild. And, you know, I was talking about the Wild a couple days ago, how they're doing this whole uh, local tour of our teams, home and home against our teams. They did the home and home 
against the Devils, Rangers, Islanders, and uh, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what the difference is with the Rangers. I keep talking about the coach Lavalette. He's got these guys right. He's got these guys in order. He's got these guys bought in. And even with the injuries, they haven't missed a beat. They they have a lot of guys. I remember talking about the Rangers, and someone called and said, you know, who do you think is going to be a standout player? For the for the Rangers and I'm like all of them the usual suspects their whole team they you know same guys Artemi Panarin uh, Lafreniere uh, the same guys that you expect and I mean now you've got uh, Shesterkin with Jonathan Quick and the, the Rangers are good I I think there was a show where I was on record here and someone asked who did I think was going to end the drought in New York what team did I think had the best chance to win the championship out of all the leagues and I said the Rangers. And I know it's very early early on in the season, but the way that they're playing, they can play with anybody. And if they keep this up in the first year of their new head coach, Ranger fans are going to be super excited and happy about it. 877-337-6666. I'm a Devils fan, but I haven't been a Devils fan long enough to absolutely hate the Rangers. I see what they're doing. I acknowledge it. And you've got no choice but to give it up. Like They're doing what they're supposed to do. So uh, I know we're not going to get a bunch of calls on the Rangers, but I'd be remiss to not speak on what they're doing. Uh, Luis Dominique made 26 saves in the win. And I just mentioned uh, Shesterkin and and Quick uh, nursing injuries and them being hurt, having those two guys. Like, it's just good for your confidence. It's good for your confidence in the team, right? They have a good team. They have a lot of good hockey players. It doesn't matter who's hurt or who's down. They they band together. You know, they've got a coach that's got them locked in and in order and – I don't know, from me now watching hockey for three years and learning a little bit, what I see out of the Rangers is they look like a good club. Now, back to the Giants and the conversation around the Giants. When you're talking about tanking, when you're talking about specifically like at this point in the season, right, they're down to a third-string undrafted quarterback that I know he showed you a little bit last week against the Raiders, but it's like the Raiders are not the Dallas Cowboys. Right, the Raiders fired their coach, and uh, before that, they weren't very, very good. And we don't, we're not sure what they are. I still think the Jets might have a shot um, if Zach Wilson wakes up and like can actually make some throws and put some drives together. But when you're talking about tanking, players don't tank. Like you, if you go out there as a football player and strap your helmet up and try to lose, you'll you'll get hurt. You you can't do that. But you know, matchup wise. You can just not match up with a better team, and that's what I feel like. The Dallas Cowboys have a lot more talent. They're playing for a lot more. They're coming off a loss where they feel like they should have won, and now this is a get-right game against the rival New York Giants. Doug is in Washington Heights. What's up, Doug? You're on the fan. Hey, Keith. Good to talk to you again. So I was a Danny Dimes supporter, but, I mean, the guy can't stay healthy. We all know it's time to move on. Even if I, he keeps playing, I think with all the injuries, he's going to be done by 30 because I think his athleticism will be gone. So I am all in on getting uh, one of the top quarterbacks in this year's draft. Tank away, even though it hurts my soul. Um, so I want you to hear your thoughts about the two guys that, we keep hearing about Caleb Williams and Drake may who do you think is a better fit for the giants? And I'm also curious if do you think the giants will trade up if they think one of these guys really is the guy like they traded up for Eli. Yeah. Thanks for the call, Doug. Thanks for calling in again. So like when I look at Caleb Williams, 
I think he's a dog. I, I watch him play. He, he's got some moves running the ball. He makes some ridiculous throws. I don't know exactly how it's going to translate to the NFL, uh, but I think his skill set is better for Brian Dable and his offense than Drake May. I think his skill set's better you know, for anyone. That's why he's got all this hype. That's why he's the number one prospect. That's why he's uh, projected to go number one overall. But who knows how it shakes out between now and the end of the season and the pro days and the combine and the draft. Drake May, I've only seen him play a handful of times. I can't really speak on him. I've seen Caleb Williams. Obviously, Caleb Williams is more available to us to watch uh, than, than Drake May is. But Drake May, his brother's a basketball player that played at UNC. He went to UNC. They're, you know, they're a basketball school traditionally. Not too many quarterbacks come out of there. You, you immediately start to think about Mitchell Trubisky when you think about quarterbacks coming out of there. And maybe this kid could be a bust. And man, I mean, right now in the NFL, we are seeing something that we've never seen, right? So the most rookie starting quarterbacks in NFL history is this year. Right, you you know you can't make this stuff up. The NFL is not scripted. You can't make it up. And you know with his start on Sunday, Tommy DeVito will become the tenth different rookie quarterback to start a game this season, and that's going to set an NFL record. And it's crazy because there's all of this talk here in New York about Zach Wilson and how Zach Wilson is in a uh, a pseudo rookie year, and you know it's, it's his first year with Nathaniel Hackett. You gotta you gotta act like it's a rookie year. No, you don't. It's his third year in the league. And the Jets did wrong by him, and they, they continuously do, but the Jets did wrong by him by not having him compete for a starting job and just giving him the keys to the franchise as a rookie out of BYU that played in front of no one in the COVID year. But, man, these rookies are coming into the NFL, and they're ready to go. And if you've heard me talk, I tell you, they all have quarterback coaches. So it's not like they're just practicing with their team and getting the coaching from their offensive coordinator the, the quarterback coach at their college, whatever, they all have, just like you you might have a personal trainer in the gym, they have a personal trainer specifically as a quarterback coach that reps mechanics and techniques and does drills with them and then also goes over coverages and all these type of things. These quarterbacks are coming into the NFL more ready than ever to step in and play, but not all of them can do it, right? We just saw Clayton Toon play for Houston or the kid out of Houston play for the Cardinals, not ready to go. Uh, tonight, we saw Bryce Young versus Tyson Bajant. Like, what a gap. Alabama roll-tied Heisman quarterback number one overall versus Tyson Bajant, Shepard University, five-year guy, a Division II school undrafted. But, you know, looking at the game, Tyson won the game, and he looked more comfortable to me. Bryce Young didn't look too comfortable. So, man, you have to be careful when drafting these quarterbacks. It is not a guarantee. It's not a lock. Uh, I mean, I'm sure Panthers fans are probably kicking themselves saying, man, we took Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud is available. And I keep talking about this, and I know you guys saw it. Man, New Year's Eve, C.J. Stroud proved to the world he was the best quarterback coming out. When he went up against Georgia and battled Georgia at Ohio State, he had so many plays that just showed you the moxie, the football savvy. That kid is a football savant. I was just in the newsroom uh, talking to Rami Lavi about how, you know, word came out from the press conference that he had about how he's telling Dalton Schultz how to break off a route. And he's telling his receivers, whether it's Nico Collins or another rookie in Tank Dell, how to run certain routes uh, against certain defenses. And he's looking off defenders and he's putting the ball in these tight windows. This kid, uh, CJ Stroud, is already above and beyond where we thought he'd be. He came in and he competed against Davis Mills. And Davis Mills was drafted the same year 
<laughs> that Zach Wilson was drafted. And C.J. Stroud, I just put C.J. Stroud in my top 10 list of top NFL quarterbacks. I put him over Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert got held to 136 yards passing against the Jets. C.J. Stroud, the same week, had 470 and five touchdowns. So when you watch a Zach Wilson out there and he leaves a lot to be desired, it's, it's I don't know, it's different everywhere, every city, every team. But, man, there are some kids that are coming into the league and they're ready to go. So the Giants now falling into the top three picks, maybe potentially having a chance to take a guy number one overall, it has to be a can't-miss guy. And there's supposed to be a couple can't-miss guys. And Brian Dable and Joe Shane have to absolutely draft their guy for you know their regime. GM, head coach, quarterback, Daniel Jones, they never loved you. They didn't pick up your option. They challenged you. And you went out there, you won nine games in a playoff game, and they had to default into giving you a $40 million contract, pay you the rate that quarterbacks are making. But the way that they set that contract up was so that they could get out of it in a couple years, and now the writing is on the wall with this ACL injury, and then you know they're flashing Daniel Jones' injury history, and he's injury-prone. And even before the injuries, folks were saying, oh, he's not getting rid of the ball quick enough, he's taking sacks. Oh, he doesn't throw enough touchdowns. Half the fan base was split on him. Well, you won't be split when you go into the draft and you draft either Caleb Williams or Drake May or you know maybe one of these other quarterbacks shoot up uh, the charts in the pro day or the combine. And then you have the rebuild in year three with your new GM, new head coach, and the quarterback of their choosing. 877-337-6666. Let's keep it rolling. Steven is in Point Pleasant. What's up, Steven? You're on the fan. What's up, Keith? How you been? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Real quick on the Giants. The, I'm a North Jersey guy from there. It was it was awesome to see like Tommy DeVito on just in a, in a game. Jets first Giants from Don Bosco, you know, five miles from there. And then it was horrible to actually watch him play football. Um, yeah, it, that was... That was bad, but at least I'm hoping Great story. he's going to now. And, and I'm glad you said that because I'm I'm someone that played in the state of New Jersey. I talk a lot yeah. about my past. I love seeing kids come out of New Jersey and make it to the NFL. I had that dream when I was like 12. By the time I got to like high school, yeah. college, I knew that wasn't happening. So I do love that this kid is living his dream, yeah. and it's a local From story. to being able to, you know, be, be on a practice squad is a privilege. And then, you know, if stuff an happens and to actually see him get on the field and score a touchdown for what it's worth. Like, that's, that's, I'm, I'm happy for him, but yeah, that's. He's going to get it. crushed. Michael Parsons <laughs> is on the way. It is what it is. <laughs> it's, at least it's Washington. Uh, you know, it, it would suck more if it was Philly or Dallas, but whatever. Um, hope Washington? For the best. I'm generally, they played Washington this week, right? No, 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 no. The Giants play the Dallas Cowboys. They're They're going into Jerry World. Uh, that's why oh I said, Ma- yeah. right now. no, that's why I said oh, Michael yeah. Parsons is on the way. Michael Parsons, oh. who's going to block Michael Parsons? They better double him. And even if they double him, uh, Demarcus Lawrence yeah. is on the other side. So yeah, it's going to be a long day. Yeah, it's going to get killed. That's not like that well, sucks. That's not the dream. Like, did he yeah, grow up no, a Giants I, fan? I, I, he, if he grew up a Giants fan, he probably grew up hating the Dallas Cowboys. He's going to hate him on Sunday and it's going to hurt. Yeah. Hoping for the best, but I really called about the Devils. Um, I haven't really talked to you since the season started. You know, a lot of NHL experts pick the Devils to win the Stanley Cup this year, and you know that makes me happy. But I always had questions about the defense. Um, losing Damon Severson to to uh, Columbus, like that's a lot of minutes that he played, and that 
they expected Luke Hughes to come in and replace. And to be fair to him, he really has done a great job. He's 19, 20 years old, and he's he's filling the he's filling the shoes right. Um, but the goaltending was also a really big question mark. And also for me personally, the fact that they're fast, they're good, they're skilled, but they do not have the physical player that they need right now. And they especially lost that last offseason with Miles Wood going to Colorado, who scored a goal against us the other night. Wood was never the best player on the ice, but man, he, he at least had a physical presence that, you know, he, he'll throw him on site. Yeah. And the Devils are just, do not have that presence right now. And yet they still have a good record. Even without Jack and Nico, they'll, they'll be good. They have enough skill players to, to win games, but I'm really worried that they just do not have that guy that can provide a, that physical presence. Yeah, they, they you know, after you see him get bullied by the avalanche, you're like, we need an enforcer. We need a, we need a guy. My producer, Colton, just took the words out of my head. You know, Timo Meyer, when they traded for Timo Meyer last year, he was supposed to be that guy. Uh, Timo had yep. some issues early on in the season, but I don't know if he's necessarily him. like, six. I don't know if he's necessarily that guy that we need right now to go out there and kind of knock heads off and, and kind of, you know, restore I mean, you order. Don't, you don't, you don't, you don't need to knock heads off. That's the thing. Like hockey's different. Like you don't like an enforcer now is a and modern enforcers are great players that are also can have that edge to them. The Devils don't have a single Miles Wood was that. They Devils just do not have a single guy that has that physical edge to them that they're so they got to score and they got to they got to they got to protect the goal. I mean, it's tough. Like yeah, when you lose Jack, you you lose everything. I mean, the kid between the assists and the goals. Uh, I said the other night, like it, it's so deflating and disappointing because he was looking like the best player in hockey. The first nine yeah. games, he had twenty he, points and he couldn't be stopped. And then uh, he was on track for MVP for sure. Yeah, Connor McDavid not having a great year in Edmonton. That he was he, this this would have been the year. He McDavid was hurt, and uh, you know now now you don't know when he's coming back. He's week to week. Um, yeah. You you hope guys like Jesper Brad and and Dougie Hamilton and the rest of them can demo uh, the new guy uh, Toffoli Tyler Toffoli yeah, right? Like, you, you I'm hope not that... worried about the offense. They'll score goals. They're good enough to score goals without Jack and Nico. I'm just worried about the long term defensive holes that Steverson leaving left and the goaltending. Like neither of these guys are league league average goal save percentages right now. And it could be a rough stretch. You know, that's question marks. It could be a rough stretch. I, I I hope not. Like I said, this this Rangers game is looming heavy heavy over all Devils fans. Yeah. Next Saturday at the Rock, the way the Rangers have been playing, it's like man, you you know you you hope that uh, Jack is back by then. You don't want to rush him back for that, but nah, nah, they, yeah. they've got a stretch before that. These three games coming up: Capitals, Jets, Penguins. If they can win two out of three, there you'll feel all right about where they are, and it's a long season. They're home against the Caps, and they're flying to Winnipeg. Yep. Oh. So home tonight against the Capitals, yeah. Winnipeg Tuesday, uh, Pittsburgh Thursday, and then Saturday back at home for the Rangers. And you know that place yeah. is going to be turned up regardless of who's on the ice. Yeah. Half blue, half red for sure. First game since the playoff series. Yep, that'll uh, Yeah. That'll Not preseason, like the first. And like no. You know, that's why I said I'm tipping my cap to the Rangers and the Rangers fans. They look good. Oh, yeah. I, I, the Rangers were never bad. They just No, they're never like, bad, but I'm saying like. Them in game seven was just. They made the coaching change. They have their they have injuries of their own right now, but it hasn't slowed them down. Yep, yeah, it's it'll be a fun year for sure, and 
it'll be a good year of hockey in, in this but division at least. But. Going back to the, to how you started the call, Stephen, man, the preseason hype, I say this about all of our teams. Don't believe the hype. They're putting the Devils mm-hmm. as the number two team in some rankings, number one team in some rankings. Uh, people were, were picking them to win the Stanley Cup. There's always going to be adversity. Uh, just don't believe the hype. Just yep. go in optimistic and hope for the best. Build you stronger. Yep. At the end of the day, adversity. Appreciate appreciate talking to you, Keith. Thanks for the call. 877-337-6666. I've got 90 minutes is going to smoke by. I've got to take a break. Call me up. We can talk whatever you want to talk. Keith McPherson on the fan. We'll be right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Commissioner Bud Selig announced today that third baseman Alex Rodriguez of the New York Yankees has been suspended without pay for the remainder of the 2013 championship season and postseason and the entire 2014 championship season. You tell me why I should serve one inning. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Casamigos Big Shot of the Night is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. Tonight's Casamigos Big Shot of the Night goes to only one guy, really, you could give it to. Louis Domingue from the Rangers. I mean, this guy hadn't played in nearly 18 months. He makes his debut tonight. They call on him with Shesterkin banged up, with Jonathan Quick banged up, and he does a bang-up job. 26 saves. And the Rangers go out there and beat the Minnesota Wild 4-1. to one. That one goal didn't matter. I said earlier, in the third period, they scored three goals. And the Rangers are who we thought they were. And that's a big night for Louis Domingue to go out there and uh, hold it down. The Frenchman holds, holds it down. He gets his opportunity. And I'm sure the Ranger faithful all can appreciate me giving uh, him the Casamigos big shot of the night, I think. That's the third Ranger I've given it to. I, I like to usually uh, award a New York player, you know, whether it's basketball, whether it's baseball. Obviously, we have no baseball, whether it's football. Hockey tonight, Rangers get the win. Louis Domingue, your Casamigos, big shot of the night. That's a big moment, stepping up. 
and holding down the goal for the NYR. 877-337-6666. Let's get back to the phones and keep it rolling. Tim is in Rockland County. Go for it, Tim. Hey, Keith, what's up? You know, hanging in there. That's good. We're going to try to get in touch with you for a little bit. Thanks for calling in. What you got? Nothing. I just wanted to say, um, you know, how big has Johnson Quick been? Like that signing. Yeah. um, When I had the conversation about, you know, I got to find the lady who kind of reached out to me and inspired me to, to like, you know, keep watching the Rangers, reading about the Rangers, and do more about the Rangers now that, like, this is my third year on the fan talking hockey. Obviously, I talk a lot of Devils, but this is New York, so you got to be able to talk Rangers, talk Islanders. Man, Jonathan Quick, obviously, we know his history. He's up there in age. Uh, you pick that guy up, he still got it. And, I mean, you know, Louis Domingue, I just gave Cosmigo's big shot, too. That's a third-string goalie. Uh, it's it, it all looks good. If that guy, if Jonathan Quick can be uh, a guy to spell Shesterkin, he might be the biggest addition. I think someone asked me who did I think was going to be the standout guy or the biggest addition to the team, and I said, I don't know. You know, they're all going to contribute. And the the woman that checked me, I can't remember her name. It was on Twitter. She's like, you know, I need a better answer than that. And I'm like, okay, well, Jonathan Quick. <laughs> Yo, I'm just, I'm so glad that you got into hockey, even though you're a Devils fan. You know, I'm a hardcore Rangers fan. But just as hockey fans, you know, there's not a lot. No, yeah, I just think that it's it's kind of ignorant to gloss over it. It's kind of lame to act like it doesn't matter, it doesn't count, because, you know, like I, there are fans listening, right? I'm a fan of all the sports, and uh, I, I would try to do a show where we talk about everything, and we don't just harp on one thing. And I know if I'm a fan of a sport that doesn't get mentioned in someone's show, then I'm less likely to listen to their show or, uh, you know, call in or whatever, so... Um, it's getting cold again, and tis the season when uh, the Rangers are winning, the Islanders are winning, the Devils are winning. I'm going to speak on it. And, man, I've learned so much in just the last, like, year and a half, two years. Uh, I was in a chat with my fan cave friends, and they were all talking about how baseball sucks now and it was better when we were kids. I'm like, I became a hockey fan, and I'm starting to like hockey more than football, which is wild. <laughs> it's just football to me is like – Football to me is getting soft and it's bogus. And like now that I'm going to hockey games and watching hockey games and understanding it more and knowing the players and learning the history and uh, seeing how the game is played, I'm just like, this is entertaining. This is legit. Like it's tougher. It's it's so skilled. Um, I don't know. Never thought I'd be a hockey fan, but joining WFAN kind of made me one. You got the bug when you first went, went to went to your first hockey game, right? You got the bug. Yeah, yeah, that's really what it was. It being cold in there and the Devils bringing me on the ice, I'm like, is this is lit? I'm like, I had no idea. I I walked into a whole different world. Yeah, no. So yeah, I come from the same background, like literally the same. I played ball. I didn't play football. I played basketball, but we have this kind of same background story. So I just a uh, huge fan of you and. Uh, I'm glad I finally got to talk to you. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for the call. And, yeah, uh, you're a Rangers fan. The Rangers look good. The Rangers are rolling. And I know not just Boomer <laughs> should be speaking on them. Boomer is on early in the morning. I'm on late at night, so you, you get some from me. And then, you know, some seven hours later, Boomer will be on to talk Rangers, I'm sure. Yeah, I had the fan on all day. All day. I listen to everybody. <laughs> me too. Yeah, me too. And sometimes it's like, you know, until we get to the playoffs, the playoffs will be a heavy hockey time when the Rangers are in it, Devils are in it. For me, 
I missed that because I was on paternity leave. So I didn't get to speak on the Rangers, Devils, any of that. I've, I've been looking forward to the start of this season. Yeah, congratulations with that. And thank you for uh, looking out saying something about my mom. Yeah, she's doing good. Uh, yeah. Her hips getting better. So. Good, good good, to hear that, bro. And, and you know, it's all love. And uh, I just appreciate the support, bro. Like, I, I'm on Twitter. I'm on the Internet. I, I read uh, I read hater comments all day. But, like, when someone shows support, someone shows, shows love, I give it back. And um, the whole timing of that with you, I literally was in here Saw your video, said a prayer for your mom. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Thank you, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, no, I'm getting shivers now. <laughs> but have a good night. I'll let, let you get on with your show, and I'll be listening every time you're on. Appreciate it, Tim. Have a good one, buddy. Yeah, man. Um, that's real. You know, uh, Tim is someone that listens to the show, reached out on Twitter. His mom was in the hospital, going through some things, and I end up catching that tweet and. You know, I, I catch a lot of negative tweets, not as many as I did in the beginning. Now all the haters live on like Reddit and like Facebook and like whatever. You like you you never you're never gonna get unanimous love as a radio host or as uh, you know a person in in any of these positions. But uh, I try to treat people right, and I do care about people, man. And when I saw that, I, I wouldn't make it up. I did, you know, put the finger in the sky and say a quick prayer for him and his mom and you know the next day or so he told me she she was better and I'm like good good this is my WFAM like I'm here for you I'm a regular dude if you ever see me at Yankee Stadium Barkley Center all that I'm I'm regular cat uh you know someone was hating on me in one of the comments and they were like uh like Keith can't hold Salicata's jock strap and I'm like Sal is a pro Sal's really good at this Sal's been doing this for a while like 10, 15 years. I'm two years in. This is my third year coming up. You know, I started uh, November 23rd of 2021. So I'm trying to get better. And in getting better, I'm taking up things like learning more about the NHL, the Rangers, the Devils. And I really got to start learning more about the Islanders. Give me time. Let's go to Billy in Stamford, Connecticut. Bill, you got it. You're on the fan. What's up, Keith? What's up? Uh, I wanted to talk about. I want to talk about. I'm a Knicks fan, and last night I was watching uh, watching the game. Or I guess now it's two days ago because it's Friday now. Um, but I was watching the game, and I saw Mitch kind of locking up Wemby, and I was thinking about it um, from the perspective. I know it's only been eight games, but I was thinking about it from the perspective of from what we've seen so far. I was wondering who you'd rather have right now, uh, Chet Holmgren or Wembenyama, just based <laughs> off what we've seen so far. Neither of those stick giraffes. Uh... I was on two nights ago, and I couldn't get one Knicks call. I mean, I know, obviously, I'm a Nets fan, and the Nets won. They beat the Clippers, so I had a bunch of Nets calls. But nobody wanted – like, I, I led with the fact that all of the hype was around Wemby's debut in the Garden, and they bullied him. And and Mitch Rob locked him down. Mitch Rob also, I saw a stat, he's got the most rebounds in the NBA. Um, I, no one wanted to call to talk about it, so I'm glad you you called to bring that up. Uh, who would I would yeah. rather? I, I don't. I wouldn't want either one of those guys. And they try and compare those guys to KD because of their build. Neither one of those guys are, are KD. And I don't know how long they will last in the NBA. I don't know how long they project. Uh, I'm not looking for that type of player. And I know that they're, they're spectacles because when you see them, they're over seven foot and the way they play, like that's cool and all. But I don't think that's that's what's going to win you a championship. Look at look at Jokic. Jokic is a, 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 a house. That dude has got some weight on him. He can throw his weight <clears> around. And and 
Uh, they don't talk about him enough. These young guys coming up, they got a lot to prove. Wemby, Chet Holmgren missed a year with the injury. We'll, we'll see what they turn into, but they need to hit the weight room and the protein shakes. Yeah, I think I think that both of them have more of a similar build. Not 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 necessarily a build, but more of a similar game to like a Chris Paps, where they're coming off the pick and fade or the pick and roll more mm-hmm. than they get compared to KP too. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think the way that um, I don't know if you saw it, but Mitch was talking about it before he actually guarded Wendy. He was saying uh, that he kind of knew like how that play style would be because of facing Chris Paps already, and I think that's a better comparison. And like I'm looking at the numbers right now, just comparing. Um, Wembenyama and Holmgren. Wembenyama is shooting 45% from the field and 29% from three, but Holmgren is shooting over 50% from both the field and from three. And I think that's mainly because he's not a first option. He's like the second or third option on that team, so he doesn't have to, you know, do as much. Whereas Wembenyama is the only good player that the that the Spurs have. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. It's just, it's an interesting thing to look at, you know, trying to project them. Because everyone thinks you're generational talent. What I'll say is, you know, and someone tried to challenge me on Twitter about this. I'm like, that was the Knicks' best game. That was the best game at home. They're like, no, the best game was against the Clippers. I'm like, no. Against the Clippers, Brunson had seven points. That was the most complete team game. And that was the Knicks in their uh, their arena responding to the pressure of an outsider coming in that was supposed to be this, like, uh, LeBron-like figure as far as the hype. And they were comparing him to Jordan because 39 years ago, Jordan made his Garden debut. The Knicks could have let the kid come in there and, and be the star of the show. Instead, uh, your big three all has over 20 points, and they lock up Wemby, and I thought that was a good win. They had 126 points, more than they had against the Clippers, 111. And, you know, I thought that was the best Knicks game and win of the season, and they can build off that. Yeah, I would agree. I think that was definitely the most like complete all-around win, but I still don't love the fact that Julius Randle is just on the team at all, to be honest. <laughs> I still just, don't love the wreck. fact that Julius Randle exists. <laughs> he's like, he's just, uh, I, I can't watch him play, and especially because we've got two other lefties. Um, but I, I don't know, he just, he can't handle the ball. And sometimes he has good shooting nights, but his decisions, he's reckless. And then so, he starts to whine about stuff, and he doesn't get up yeah, back on defense. Yeah, that, that playing game, that, that, was a, that was a stain on his resume. Uh, yeah. What was that, against the Bucks? Uh, he, yeah, can, he can never do that. I, I like you don't ever want to see a guy do that. And he's a veteran; he should never do that. But mm-hmm. especially, especially because he's the person that led the, the Knicks kind of back to prominence. You would hope that he would be more of a leader, at, right? And yeah, I know exactly. you want the ball, and he's he kind of shrugged and then didn't get back on defense. It's a terrible look. But man, Brunson has forty five. It's like Brunson you've been going through this, these same episodes with Julius Randle for like four years. Enough is enough. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know. The problem is you know, with Randall, what kind of value could he even get back from him? He's got a, too big of a contract to get, like, in a small role players. Nobody really He's yours. No contending, <laughs> no contending team he needs is, or he, wants. He is yours. So. I talk a lot about how sports were affected by the pandemic, and he balled in that year where there were no one in the uh, stands and the yep. arenas, and he got MIP and he got paid, and, you know, I don't know what his fit is. If, if, it, if it doesn't look like he fits this year with, with Brunson – and RJ, I, like, you got to figure something out. You got to move him somehow. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. All right, thanks for taking the call. Appreciate you. Thanks for the call, Billy. 877-337-6666. So we talk some puck. We talk some hoops. We definitely talk some football, some uh, quarterbacks, some uh, NFL draft quarterbacks on the way. We talk Thursday night football. Let's go to Brad in Connecticut. Brad, what's up? Hey, Keith. How you doing today? 
Good, good. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Well, um, first of all, I wanted to touch on the Jets. Um, you know, aside from the fact that Zach Wilson is, is just awful, I, I think, you know, the, the offensive line is also just as atrocious. I mean, how many times does this guy get sacked before he even, before he even gets back ready to pass? Yeah, they're, you know, it's like, they're pretty bad. It's a makeshift it's like line. You, you lost your best offensive lineman. They're trying to figure it out every week, and they're not good. You had guys playing uh, for the first time uh, in, in different positions, and with Zach Wilson, he needs time to throw the ball. He, he needs to learn how to get rid of the ball. It's not, it's not good enough. They're not able to run the ball because the offensive line's not good. It's, it's a mess. It, it's a total mess. I mean, I was, I was hopeful, like, you know, as a Jets fan, you have to be hopeful because you have nothing else for the 50 years. But, uh, you know, I was hopeful last week. Maybe we can pull one out, you know, get to 5-3 get to and three, miraculously. But that was just an offensive embarrassment. And the, you know, the number of times that, that punter should be getting battle pay for, for going out so many times. <laughs> and, uh, MVP. You know, three and out three and out. It, it's insane. So, you know, what do you do? New York football is, uh, is a mess this year. Um but I, I, like, I, I love the fact the way you're talking about hockey is wonderful because I used to be I used to be a big Islanders fan and just over the years kind of drifted away and hearing you talk about the game making me think you know what maybe I should start catching some games again. Yeah, lock so back in, tap, tap back in with them. Thanks for the call, Brad. Just got to let you go. There's a little sound coming from the background, but yeah, like think about it, folks. I, I keep saying don't believe the hype. How hyped were we for the Jets and Giants season? Aaron Rodgers, hard knocks. The Jets are going to win the Super Bowl. Daniel Jones, $40 million quarterback. Brian Dable, coach of the year. The Giants won a road playoff game. Who knows what they'll do this year. Maybe they'll go toe-to-toe with the Eagles and take the next step. That all crashed and burned so quickly. It's week 10. We're thinking complete different things now about both teams. So why wouldn't we shift some of the focus away from that negativity to the winter sports, the New York Knicks, the Brooklyn Nets, who both have had some bright spots early on, and the hockey teams. All three right now don't look too bad. The Rangers look really good. They have some injuries, but they're fighting through them. The Devils look good. They have some injuries fighting through them. The Islanders are, are, are right there in the standings below them, but it's early on, and uh, this is New York. We have three hockey teams. We don't have to harp all day and all night on the football teams, but I get it. It's football season. The NFL is king. Man, I'm down to talk baseball, too, because really baseball is king in this town, in New York. And uh, after the disappointment, don't believe the hype of the Mets and the Yankees, we're, we're, we're in it, folks. We're in the hot stove. We're in the offseason. Winter is coming. The winter meetings are coming. Free agents are coming. Signings are coming. Next thing you know, you'll be booking your trip to spring training. So 877-337-6666. I've got an hour left. If you want to talk Yanks, you want to talk Mets, we can absolutely do that too. Keep McPherson on the fan. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? 
Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.